The Philadelphia Eagles are 2-0 after a 34-28 victory on Thursday Night Football over the Minnesota Vikings postgame thoughts coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome, Eagles fans, to a early Friday morning edition of the podcast, and it's sponsored by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed at Game Time. I'm Louis DiBiase joining you, recapping a big win for the Eagles on Thursday Night Football, the home opener at Lincoln Financial Field, a 34-28 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. The second year in a row, the Eagles get their first win at home against Minnesota on primetime football. Would you say this went the same way as last year in 2022 where the Eagles completely dominated? Jalen Hurts made it known that he could potentially be an MVP candidate, which he eventually became. It was his I'm here, I have arrived moment. Darius Slay erases, and I mean erases Justin Jefferson off the planet. Was it that kind of game? No, for sure. But the Eagles put up 34 points against a pretty good team. They held an offense that's very talented in check despite all the injuries on defense. And overall... There were some times in this game that I was pretty frustrated early on in the first quarter, especially at the offense. I think you're allowed to be mad more at that unit than defense at any point tonight. But at the same time, I'm feeling pretty good about that win, not just because a win is a win and you're 2-0, but because of the way they battled and the way they bounced back in those final three quarters. And what do I want to start with? Because there's there's so much to get into today. How Jalen Hurts you know, overcame a scary first quarter. I was getting a little nervous there for a second how this defense battled injuries. There's how Devontae Smith looked like one of the best wide receivers in football. But can we start with the most important part of this game, which was the dominance on the ground. 259 rushing yards for the Eagles. They got back to their roots. They went back to 2021 old school doing what they do best, ground and pound football. And man, DeAndre Swift... Baby, that guy is running back one. He is RB1. I don't want to hear Kenny G workhorse again in the same sentence unless it's you're saying Kenneth Gainwell is not the workhorse running back because DeAndre Swift is. I've been saying it all summer long when I heard these reports about Kenneth Gainwell being the featured running back. And then last week, how frustrated I was that Gainwell was the only running back getting touches. DeAndre Swift touches the football twice. Tonight is why. Tonight is exactly why I was frustrated. Because look what happens when he gets an opportunity. Not only did he get an opportunity, he got the ball more than anybody by a landslide. 28 carries for 175 yards and a touchdown for Swift on the ground. The burst, the vision, the cut ability that that kid showed tonight compared to anybody else in this backfield. And again, I'm not a Kenneth Gainwell like hater. I think Kenneth Gainwell is a solid player. He is not, and I think we all know after tonight, Kenneth Gainwell is not DeAndre Swift. The burst, the vision, the cut ability Swift has, Kenneth Gainwell does not have. Rashad Penny does not have. I really like what I saw from Boston Scott actually today. Five carries for 40 yards. He averaged eight yards a pop. 
I actually think Scott's the second most explosive running back in this backfield. The Swift-Scott duo I loved, but Boston Scott is not DeAndre Swift. What DeAndre did tonight was amazing. And honestly, I think that's probably the best running back performance I've seen from an Eagle in the regular season since LaShawn McCoy. I don't want to count, of course, a Corey Clements performance in the Super Bowl or any big playoff showing that Jay Ajayi had. Like, that's different, you know, when you contextualize it. But from a numbers perspective, from a pure dominance, like, I'm him taking over kind of game. I mean, Miles Sanders had some huge games. DeAndre, what he did again tonight was pure domination. I mean, even the gear that he has, Miles Sanders was extremely explosive. He was one of the, over his four years in Philadelphia, he was one of the best home run hitters in the NFL at his position. Um, but even Miles Sanders doesn't have the gear that Swift has. The fact that DeAndre Swift, this makes me even angrier today how good he was because it confirms, and again, the Eagles won against New England, so it's fine, it worked out, but why was this guy only touching the football twice and it was only one carry? I couldn't believe it. He was unbelievable today. Again, 28 carries, 175 yards, and that final touchdown, a 6.2, 28 carries, And he's averaging 6.2. Like, okay, Boston Scott's averaging eight yards a carry, but it's five carries. 28 carries, and you're still averaging 6.2. And, of course, the offensive line has so much to do with that. Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson was cleaning up today on the ground. So was Jason Kelsey. I I thought Cam Juergens, too. The the pass protection was a little shaky in the first quarter. But, again, to get this offensive line going, sometimes you just got to let them do what they do best, and it's just go mow some people down in the run game. So they were, of course, incredible. But DeAndre Swift, he got a lot more meat off the bones than Kenny G did last week. There were a lot of plays where – There was nothing up the middle. The hole that they originally tried to open for Swift was clogged up, and he stayed patient, and he waited to kick it to the outside, and that was a LaShawn McCoy-like performance. It was unbelievable, and man, did the Eagles need it because the offense, the passing game in that first quarter, they were struggling again. I was getting a little nervous. Jalen Hurts yet again looked timid. He looked, I just would say, just indecisive. It felt like he was second guessing everything. He wasn't feeling pressure well again. He wasn't seeing the field well. That interception was brutal. He did not see the safety at all closing in on Devontae Smith, who was already covered up by a corner. Safety closing down, playing single high. Hurts just clearly missed him. He wasn't feeling it. The play calling again didn't make much sense. They had no answer for the blitz. When the Vikings were playing deep zone coverage and only rushing three, still felt like the Eagles were trying to find the deep shot. Everything felt out of sync again, and I'm like, oh no, here we go. Is this a 2018 type of season that we're about to have, where it's going to take the offense forever to figure things out despite all the talent they have? And they said, no, we're going to figure it out right now. And they did, and again, what was it? They kept it simple. They're like, what do we do best? Let's run the football. Let's get this blitz-heavy defense off of our ass. How do we do that? We're going to run the football and stall them against these blitz-heavy packages, against these deeper zones when they're going to keep a light box, fine. We have the best offensive line in football, and we have DeAndre Swift at running back. We're just going to run it down your throat for nearly 300 rushing yards today. I mean, it was an unbelievable performance. And I thought the passing game, they figured it out too. I think, again, they were trying too much for the deep shot, even in zone coverage, and eventually they just settled for the paper cuts. And this is what happened with Kansas City a few years ago, early on in their season, This is exactly how defenses played Kansas City, is 
teams were playing deep saying Tyree kills, not going to beat us. You're going to have, you can score on us, but it's going to take a 10 to 15 play drive every single time. And the chiefs didn't want that. They were forcing things last year. They finally accepted it. And then defenses started to come down and then that would open up the deep shot. And that's what happened with the Eagles today. They finally started to run the football more, take the easy completions. And then what happens on third down when Minnesota brings the heat again, Jalen hurts, puts up a rifle, a rope to Devontae Smith for a 60-plus yard touchdown to put the game on ice. And that throw was so crisp. And the most impressive part is he had a free rusher in his face making contact on his helmet, and Hurts still put it on the money. Single coverage, Devontae Smith beats his man. Devontae Smith today, unbelievable. A 50-plus yard reception on that first drive where he completely, can we talk about that catch? He mossed that corner. And then that 60-yard touchdown, that corner had no chance one-on-one. Devontae Smith finishes the day, four catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown through the air. So again, it wasn't just the run game is what got the offense back on track, but the passing game did figure it out. They took the easy completions against deep zone, against the blitz. It wasn't just that one-on-one touchdown to Devontae, but I thought Jalen Hurts settled in. He did a much better job of finding the one-on-one matchups. There was another conversion on second 10, in the second half on second and 10, where he finds AJ Brown running a crossover the middle Brown does the rest and picks up the first down. Again, I, I was, I think this was a bounce back performance from Jalen. I, it, the numbers don't show it again through the air, 18 of 23, 193 yards, a touchdown and a pick doesn't look amazing on the ground. Again, just 35 yards, but did have two touchdowns. So he had three overall touchdowns. I thought it was a bounce back game from last week and from this first quarter. I thought the second, third, and fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts looked like more of the 2022 version than what we've been seeing so far this year. And that's great. I mean, again, to have a quarterback like that where things just don't spiral, that's impressive. And again, only 193 yards, but he did have three touchdowns. He had that amazing deep touchdown. He figured out the blitz. And his completion percentage still, like in these games where he still seems shaky at times, He's still completing. I mean, he went 18 of 23. I thought Jalen Hurts had a really good game, and he made me nervous in the first quarter for sure, but those final three quarters made me think, okay, we're going to be just fine on offense. Again, this offense is just too talented to not score points, and that's what happened today. They put up 34, and I don't think they nearly played their best football. I mean, even A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard didn't get going again. Four catches for 29 for A.J. Brown, six for 22 for Goddard. They were forcing him the football, but the looks just weren't there. This offense still is, I don't think, even close to clicking from an execution standpoint, from a play-calling standpoint, and they still put up 34. The sky continues to be the limit for this team on both sides of the ball. I want to talk about the defense, though, coming up next. I know the Vikings put up 28 points. That does The stats in this game on both sides do not tell the story, unless we're talking about DeAndre Swift. The defense battled. I was extremely impressed. I want to get into that coming up next right here on the postgame show. The Eagles get to 2-0, a 34-28 win over the Minnesota Vikings for the second year in a row. Week 2, primetime, Minnesota, home opener. I think we should make this a tradition in Philadelphia. Guys, today's show is sponsored by Game Time. Speaking of traditions, buy tickets on Game Time. Make that a tradition because buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. I just went to an awesome comedy show in Rochester a few days ago. My two favorite comedians do a podcast together. I needed last second deals for me and my girlfriend to go see our favorite comedian. 
unbelievable performance. And it was all thanks to game time that we got to go with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. They've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, again, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. You name it. I love a good theater night. Game time. I'm going to buy some tickets this year. You watch with game time for a nice theater night for sure. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email, which is such a pain. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. Use that promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. That's right, $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. The Eagles take it 34-28 to over the Minnesota Vikings. Again, 34 points. And I don't think the offense nearly played as well as they could have. I love the bounce pack performance from Jalen Hurts after a really bad first quarter. Devontae Smith looked elite. DeAndre Swift looked elite. And yet, the offensive line still, I think, had some issues with pass pro. Not just with against the Blitz, but just when Minnesota was sending three or four. Jalen Hurts had that bad first quarter. The play calling still at times, it didn't feel like they knew what they wanted in certain situations. I think on the money downs early on in the first half, the third down passing was brutal in the red zone. They still felt out of sync when they weren't running the football, but then they did get going. And so the sky continues to be the limit for this offense They're right now. I think playing at like a, if their potential is a 10, where are they at right now? A, a six. So, and they're two and oh, and that's, I'm feeling good. I wasn't feeling good in the first quarter. I'm like, if you want my fan thoughts, removing the analyst cap for a second, I'm like, great, here we go. It's an amazing year, dominating, everything's smooth. You win a championship in 2017, 2018 comes along. You're like, oh, it's going to be smooth sailing. This is the new normal. And boom, all this toxic offensive just underperforming. The defense ravaged with injuries. And I was kind of getting that PTSD watching all of last game and then watching that first quarter today and it was getting me pretty frustrated but then things turned around on offense but we got to give a shout out to the defense first because they kept giving the Eagles offense opportunities to wake the hell up and the offense kept not doing anything with those opportunities until they finally did and the defense this defense was playing a good offense right Kirk Cousins a solid quarterback Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in football Jordan Addison had another deep touchdown today. He's a very good rookie receiver. He's probably going to be a rookie of the year candidate, if we're being honest, if he keeps this up. TJ Hawkinson is a top-tier tight end. I would say top. he's a top-10 tight end in the NFL. Like That's a good offense that they had to deal with. And they're down James Bradbury, N'Kobe Dean, Reed Blankenship. Then you lose Avante Maddox in this football game. And I know it says Minnesota scored 28 points. But in the third quarter, Minnesota had only seven points to show for it, and they the Eagles had four forced turnovers. Like, that's with Terrell Edmonds out there, Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham, Josh Job, and yet they had four turnovers. One on special teams, Justin Evans with a forced fumble. But Ter- Terrell Edmonds forces a fumble on Justin Jefferson before he scores a touchdown at the end of the half to keep the Eagles in the lead. I mean, just an unbelievable performance. Josh Sweat with a strip sack. It was, again, 
when you're down that many players against this kind of offense to do what they did. And now the Eagles defense is six turnovers already in two games. It was a gritty performance. I mean, that was extremely impressive. Again, later on, Minnesota started to give them problems, but at that point, the Eagles had the lead and they could control the game. They can control time of possession, which was what, at one point, I think six minutes to go. I didn't check it after, but it was 36 minutes to 17 in favor of the Eagles because they were able to run the football so much. The defense kept giving the Eagles offense short fields with these forced fumbles on special teams and on defense. And that's something that I think is a little different. They had turnovers last year with Jonathan Gannon, running this defense, but with Sean Desai, it feels like, I don't want to say they hit harder. That sounds like a, just a a Neanderthal comment, right? Just like a caveman style thing to say, but it does feel like there's a more intensity to them. There's more of a focus on the ball this year of trying to pop that sucker out. And I think that's exactly what is happening. Four force fumbles in two weeks. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence, especially with Desai, what he said in his introductory press conference, like we want to be an intense, violent defense. We want to hit somebody in the mouth. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's what the backups are doing. I mean, Nicholas Morrow today was flying around the football. And again, you know, Hawkinson had his day, but for Morrow coming off the practice squad and got waived a few weeks ago before the season started, I thought he had a good game. Zach Cunningham, I actually think stepped up. Terrell Edmonds, again, forces a fumble against the best receiver in football. Justin Evans forces a fumble on special teams. He recovers another one on defense. I mean, hats off to the defense. Two weeks in a row, the numbers don't look great, and there's a lot to deal with, but they're dealing with a lot when it comes to injuries. Like They were down a lot of significant starters in this football game, and to do what they did tip of the cap. I mean, Justin Jefferson even, yeah, he had over 100 receiving yards today, but Darius Slay, I thought, covered really well. And there was a lot of moments where it was man-on-man. He's pressed at the line of scrimmage with Justin. There's no safety over top. Slay was shadowing him all game. And for a 32-year-old to keep up with a, what, 24, 25-year-old prime receiver who's the best in the game, Slay, there were a lot of great coverage snaps in this football game. So again, the numbers, I don't think tell the story with the defense kind of like they didn't last week. And then the defensive line, again, the, the sacks are going to come, I think, because the pressure was there. I think the biggest guys up front that stole the show, Jordan Davis got a sack today by literally, how about that one play in the first half where he pushes the center into the tight end who falls into Kirk Cousins. Like Jordan Davis basically sacked three players on one snap. And a few plays before that, he had an unbelievable win in a one-on-one pass rush rep where he just, it was a, it was a swim move. It was an athletic, explosive move for a guy that big. Jordan Davis is pass rushing. I'm getting excited watching it. It is developing in a Dexter Lawrence-like fashion. And that excites me because I had a lot of doubts he could be that guy. He looked like that guy again tonight. Jalen Carter had a really nice tackle for a loss. Overall, though, I think pretty quiet. I think his snap count was a lot lower than it was last week. But the guys that stole the show to me on the defensive line, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat. I mean, this guy's get-off is unbelievable. Another sack today, that strip sack, to set the Eagles up for one of their touchdowns to take the lead. Fletcher Cox. I mean, how many one-on-ones did he win again today? I'm telling you right now, and I think the numbers and the film's going to back it up this week. Fletcher Cox... This is the best he's looked since 2018. He looks fresh. He looks explosive. If you don't double this guy right now, he is getting to the quarterback, and he's so close every single time to getting that sack. 
I think Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, and Jordan Davis stole the show up front. But hats off again to that second and third level. Again, it was tough out there. Josh Job got beat by Jordan Addison. You know, one-on-one coverage. There's no safety over top. Kirk did a great job bringing the safety down. You know, again, the, the linebackers struggled against TJ Hawkinson. Justin Jefferson had a day. But considering the circumstances, like you're losing both of your communicators on defense. You're losing both your green dot guys into Kobe Dean and Reed, Reed Blankenship. And for you to still perform like that, give your offense the ball back three separate times and then another time on special teams. Yeah, tip of the cap. I thought it was a gritty performance from the defense. Very impressed so far with Sean Desai. I like the timely blitzes that he's dialing up. I like the different coverages. There's just It feels a lot more complex in multiple compared to what Jonathan Gannon would do. It was very simple with Gannon. They kind of did a lot of the same things over and over again. I mean, the amount of different fronts that Desai is throwing out there, blitzes, man coverage, you know, single high safety, cover two, cover three. I, I think the personnel packages, they were using three safeties a lot today with Edmonds, Sidney Brown, and Justin Evans. The, and the defense with the numbers, it doesn't show it, but I was very happy today for sure. All right, guys, we'll continue to recap this game. Coming up next, the postgame show right here on Locked on Eagles. Philadelphia takes it 34-28 to over the Minnesota Vikings. This is the Locked on Eagles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And, guys, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Do you ever find that you're just – trying to fall asleep and your brain suddenly won't stop talking. I deal with this a lot. Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at the other opportune inopportune moments, I should say, of your life. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. Those cycles, trust me, I deal with it every single day. I've been taking better ther- uh, better help online therapy now for a few years, and it really has helped me deal with that process. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I seriously recommend BetterHelp. Genuinely use this every single Monday night after work, after my podcast. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Again, I work a full day job, got the podcast going on, got a social life, Better help. I need the flexibility with the schedule. I have meetings at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I've had three different ones to find the right fit. No additional charge to my account. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It's really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They offer weekly promotions that can lead to a big payout. They've got Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. They now offer Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits. It's the best way to play daily fantasy. This week so far, I've been doing pretty well this football season. What I'm riding with, little advice, I'm taking the over on 50 receiving yards for Odell Beckham with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're going to bounce back through the air. A weird game they had against the Houston Texans last week. 
And I also think Josh Allen's going to bounce back. I Man, I hope he does. It was a low point for him last week. I'm going to take the over on two passing touchdowns. I'm doing that with prize picks, and you can too. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, when you go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and you use the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL, PrizePix is going to match your first deposit up to $100. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this post-game show on a Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And guys, football season, of course, is here. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including ours, host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts like me and Gino, the country around the country of our network who knows these teams better than anybody else. You can find Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live every Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on any Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. I'm a little tired. It's uh, 3, 3 a.m. when I'm recording this show. So... I have to admit something. I had to go on sports blackout tonight. Um, I was unable to watch the game live. I was dealing with something with the family. I was out of town. So I was off. If you noticed, I was not on Twitter for my followers that follow me on Twitter. I was off everything on my phone. Like total, that was the first time I had my phone turned off for that long and in quite some time. I've never been on a sports blackout like that and effectively did not see the score. I had to mute my entire text because people were going to text me like, you know, Slim Reaper when he scores a touchdown. And the fact that I was able to pull that off and start the game up at midnight and watch in the entire way through, I'm pretty impressed with myself trying to like pull up NFL Plus and like cover my eyes so I don't see any scores. The fact that I got through that entire game not knowing the result, thrilling moment for me for sure. And it was a great game. I mean, thank God I was able to watch it uh, right after I got back and have this show ready for you guys on your you know Friday morning commute because that was a great win. Again, I was so impressed by the grit of the defense to overcome adversity. You know, you're missing, again, James Bradbury, N'Kobe Dean, Reed Blankenship already in that football game, and then Avante Maddox goes down. I mean, that is tough to deal with. That is really tough to deal with against a very talented offense. The fact that you force four turnovers and you only allow seven points in the third quarter like, yeah, they had 28 points total, but they only had seven, what, five minutes into the third quarter? Most of Minnesota's damage was at the end of the third and then the rest of the fourth. So to me, the defense battled. The offense overcame that terrible first quarter. The run game was the best I've seen maybe since 2021. DeAndre Swift had the best performance I've seen from a running back since LaShawn McCoy in the regular season. De- uh, Jalen Hurts figured out the blitz. He figured out the deep zone. I thought he was in the zone in quarters two through four. Overall, again, was it the blow-up, we're here, we're Super Bowl contenders performance of last year, week two against Minnesota? No. But this early on, the Eagles are dealing with a lot more change and a lot less continuity than they were last year. They're still getting things in sync with their play caller and with Jalen. I think on defense, of course, they're dealing with a lot of injuries on top of having a brand-new coordinator on that side. They're playing good football teams. It's early on in the year. There's going to be rust. The fact that you're 2-0 right now, I'm feeling pretty good. And you play Tampa Bay next week. 
on Monday Night Football. You should be a heavy favorite in that football game. Now you basically have, I mean, look how much rest you get now. Yeah, it was a short week, but now you have all of this week. Like You have four extra days of rest, and then you don't play until the following Monday night against an inferior opponent like Tampa Bay, who's kind of in that New England tier. You could get to 3-0, and and that's huge because, again, the schedule gets really tough later on. you got to stack these wins. So that is a huge, huge win, especially considering the circumstances. I kept waiting for this team to show me their, like, the early 2018 birds again or their 2019, 2020, even 2021, where it's an underproducing offense, it's an injured defense, but they just keep answering back. Anytime the adversity bell rings, like, even if it's a touchdown drive, I mean, the minute Minnesota scores to take the lead, 7-3, to three, the Eagles go on an eight-minute drive just running down their throats, and they score to regain the lead. And that doesn't always happen. That didn't happen for in those years. It did later on in the season. They, they figured it out for sure. But it didn't happen early on. And I was starting, again, the fan in me, you know, when there's no real direct correlation with the two completely different teams, but you know how you are. You're like, yeah, this just feels like that kind of season. And of course, this happens to the Eagles. This always happens after a dominant year, 2004 to 2005, 2017 to 2018. It's like, we just can't do it two years in a row. It just feels like we emptied out the tank. We emptied out the magic, you know, genie bottle for one year. And then we pay for it the next year. Like, the, the toll comes back. You know, the Grim Reaper knocks on the door. And it started to feel like that a little bit in the first quarter. And, but this team is different. Again, they're, they're wired different. The coaches are wired different. The young players are wired different. The veterans are wired different. And I think they're going to be just fine. There's a lot of work to do for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. This was not a perfect performance. The passing game needs to get it right on third down. They need to get it right in the red zone. The defense needs to get healthy because... Later on in the season, you can't have Nicholas Morrow, Zach Cunningham, Justin Evans, Terrell Edmonds, and Josh Job out there against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and San Francisco's offense that looked incredible last week. You're just you're not going to make it like that. So you got to get healthy. The offense has got to find their identity. I think they found it a little bit today with the run game. The passing game is where they need to really get in sync. Oh, and by the way, AJ Brown needs to stop getting pissed off when he doesn't get the football when they're winning football games. That, that's one thing that did bother me today. Um, A.J. Brown, don't need you complaining when you're up big by multiple scores in the fourth quarter. I know he's competitive. I know he wants the football. I'm not saying A.J. Brown's a selfish player, but this is two years in a row. This happened in the playoff game last year against New York. You're up 38-7, and he's mad. You didn't get the ball. One thing that bothered me a little bit today, the offense, they'll work on it. I think they're going to gel in the passing game. They're too talented not to. And I think they're going to be just fine. And right now, they're sitting pretty at 2-0, and and I think they're staring 3-0 and right in the face next week against Tampa Bay. We'll see. We got you covered right here on Locked on Eagles. Five shows next week, Monday through Friday, to get you ready for that game. And to continue to recap, a fun win against Minnesota, 34-28 to was the final score. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Eagles. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen Monday through Friday. Until Monday, though, we're going to sign off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go birds.